Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Hi, everyone. It's Michael Nesmith on the Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again, this is Martin Popoff back again for another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased as always to be part of this massive Pantheon Podcast network. We are available on Spotify, iTunes and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. This is going to be a really fun episode. This is going to be a nutty episode. I'm actually calling it uh, Episode 73, Crazy Ideas. Um, this is stuff that I bring up when we have, you know, wild brainstorming sessions, wild, uh, you know, flights of fancy when I'm actually talking to musicians that can make some of these things happen and labels and managers who can make some of these things happen. But you don't see these happen out in the world. So these are... Ideas for the music industry that uh, that could be interesting ideas that we really don't see happen. Um, you know, I know I'm probably going to get some comments saying that one did happen. These guys did that. These guys did that. Here's a good example of that. That's not what this episode is about. This is an episode about bringing 
forward, uh, you know, basically making things that might have happened, uh, you know, s- somewhere, some sometime, and I'm going to give some examples of that, but um, have definitely, obviously not happened in, in big ways. So this is just crazy entrepreneurial ideas that I would like to see bands do out there. Um, and I came, I came to this because there's been a lot of deaths lately. A lot of these old classic guys have been dying. We've been doing some episodes on that here. Um, you know, there's the virus. People have time on their hands. We see what people do with YouTube memes. This is essentially YouTube memes. You know, when we when we see somebody do something amazing on YouTube and say, man, they must have a lot of time on their hands. This is the bands themselves who own this product who might be able to do some of this stuff with it. All right. So <laughs> let's get into it because I'm probably can. can confusing the hell out of you. Um, so, uh, you know, these are all going to be subtly different. I hope I don't mix some of these together, but let's start with this one. Take a listen to this song. First of all, this is our first selection here on History in Five Songs. This is Iron Maiden with Passchendaele. Laying low in a blood-filled trash All right, so why did I play Passchendaele? Well, okay, so here's the idea, the crazy idea I thought. Rather than seeing, um, uh, you know, Iron Maiden comp after Iron Maiden comp with all the hits or whatever, blah, 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 why not do an Iron Maiden comp of just their war songs, their battle songs, you know, starting way back in, in uh, you know, Alexander the Great and all this, like, like literally through time, take all their war songs, Put them all in order. Get Stephen Bruce to write some really nice liner notes explaining what these songs are about, and uh, and basically give this cool history lesson. Uh, you know, it might be something that you could release on November 11th, Remembrance Day. Some of the proceeds might go to veterans groups. Um, so you know, the idea here is you know, and with Iron Maiden, you could do you could do compilations of their songs based on movies. You could do compilations of their songs based on literature. You can do things like the opening tracks. You could do the short, fast ones. You could do all their satanic songs, all their devil songs, right? Um, you you could make compilations themed with a band like Iron Maiden, with many many bands. Um, and, and make compilations that have some thought put behind them rather than just saying, oh, these were the big hits. Um, so I thought that would be pretty interesting. Uh, and, and it's something you don't see very often. I know, I, I believe there was like a, like an April Wine comp that had kind of their heavier songs on it. There's Scorpions, you know, with, that, with the famously botched title Best of Rockers and Ballads, which means nothing. So it means they mix things together. But for the life of me, I, I can't think of too many compilations where some thought has been put into it like this where where you theme things together and come up with new ways of, of doing that stuff okay so so that was one of the more straightforward of these crazy ideas here in episode 73 here's the second one for you take a listen to this first of all and i'll explain this is rainbow with can't let you go now i know you turn me away it's
Okay, so there's Rainbow from their last album. Um, now, what uh, what this idea is, I'll say the idea first of all and how I got to this. Why not have, when you own these catalogs, now this could be a combination, there's some legalities here. There's publishers, there's the record label, there's the band themselves, there's ruffling feathers, there's stepping on people's toes, there's mortality, people have died like Ronnie James Dio. But my idea is this, why not take all three of those Rainbow albums with Joe Lynn Turner singing on them, and have Graham Bonnet sing all three of them. Literally take the masters, tear them apart like the backing tracks, the backing tracks, um, the original backing tracks. Um, you know, don't redo anything other than the vocals. Why not have Joe Lynn Turner sing the Down to Earth album? Why not have Joe Lynn Turner? And Graham Bonnet both sing the Ronnie years. Now, this obviously is one where it would be better if the singers were all alive, and that brings back Iron Maiden again. Why not have Bruce sing the entire Virtual Eleven and X Factor albums? Paul Deano is still alive. You could you could get him into a recording studio and probably get performance out of him, and you know, with computers and whatnot, have him singing the entire Number of the Beast album right? Um, Blaze Bailey. Blaze Bailey's an amazing singer. Iron Maiden fans love Blaze. It wasn't Blaze's fault, really, that those records were not great, but why not have Blaze Bailey sing a couple of Bruce albums? So so this is the idea that, that basically, why not have, why not have these singers uh, sing these various things? Now, now, the reason this came up as an idea, and the, and the reason I thought about this, is on an interview or two, I've heard some of these veteran guys say, oh, I, I, I really want to leave something behind for my family, you know, because I don't know how well taken care of they are, etc. And that got me thinking, like, that was either Rob Halford telling me that, or it was Glenn Tipton telling me that, or some somebody like that. Um, now, now, it's interesting. You bring up Glenn Tipton. I bring up Glenn Tipton. That was me, wasn't it? Um, so basically, you know, by the way, I uh, on on my on one of my YouTube shows, uh, I'm going to even say this so so it so it forces me. I got to stop saying basically so much. So so let's let's see if we could do that. Uh, <laughs> um, but Glenn Tipton obviously has uh, a pretty serious affliction with his with his Parkinson's, right? Um, but while he is still in good shape, Glenn should you know it would be great if Glenn could write riffs and record riffs. Um, this brings up Eddie Van Halen. You know, I, I know Wolfgang, there's been some some tweet wars going back and forth saying, oh, is, is a Wolfgang going to replace Eddie Van Halen, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't need to happen. I, you know, obviously in virus times, um, live, live shows don't even exist. That, what I would, the first thing I thought of when Eddie died in terms of his legacy is that the fabled, you know, hundreds and thousands of hours of stuff that is recorded with Eddie Van Halen, right? Uh, that's that's where I think Wolfgang should go in, and I think Wolfgang should go in and construct a bunch of Van Halen albums and get and get Sammy Hager in there and get David Lee Roth in there to sing them. I mean, we could. I, I I'm not sure what is in the vaults. I mean, that's a really good question. But but apparently Eddie did a lot of recording that that hasn't come out. Um, because obviously he had his own 5150 studio and, and he was a, a legendary tinker and jammer and just a great musician um, who has all this material. So assuming he has all this material, why can't we see 
while Sammy and David Lee Roth are still alive and they can still sing on a studio album, we know that you you can you can do these things and make tricks. You know we can't we can't replicate these voices like Rob Halford. Um, you know Rob Halford is not going to be singing much longer. Geddy Lee is not going to be singing much longer. Um, but why why can't we why can't we have why can't we have literally um, three or four or five more Van Halen albums? Wolfgang could be on some of them. Michael Anthony could be on some of them. I mean, we could have we can have Eddie, Michael, Alex, and uh, who am I missing? And David on two Van Halen albums, couldn't we? I mean, I I think so. Um, so so this is not this is not a thing that Wolfgang should get upset about. It's a thing he should celebrate. Given this tragedy, is that. Um, is that I think I think he could go away and be the mad scientist to put together Van Halen albums. You know, where did all this come up to begin with? I mean, one of the th- one of the things in history where this happened was when Phil Lennett, Phil Lynott, sorry, <laughs> did the dedication song. I mean, this is a song that I mean, there's a there's a little bit of weirdness there that it's, you know, it's is it a grand slam song, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the point is is that Phil Linet left behind some vocals. Now, if you leave behind some vocals, it's not necessarily you have to stick that over the crappy old demo garage version of whatever they were working on at the time. You could redo all the music and put vocals on things. So, the clue here is that we've got some priceless priceless voices that are people who are still with us who are going to die. I mean, I wish Ronnie James Dio would have done this, but we we can still have this done with Rob Halford. Rob Halford should be singing, singing, you know, literally, literally lock him in a room, put a slot in the door and feed him burgers and just say, sing, Rob, sing, 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 sing. Um, leave behind all your millions of fans a bunch of vocals. I mean, Rob Halford should go in and sing all of the Jugulator and Demolition album right now. Okay, this is kind of, this is what this crazy idea is about, right? Um, but I don't even want to stop there. I mean, I, I, I'm saying Rob Halford and Bruce Dickinson and Maiden and Priest should get together and you should have Rob sing all of the Peace of Mind album and you should have Bruce sing all of the Defenders of the Faith album and put it out as a two CD set. So here you go. We're into the crazy ideas, aren't we? All right. Uh, okay. And I just want to mention one more. Uh, uh, well, a couple more things in this in in this uh, number two slot here with this can't let you go example with Graham Bonnet singing it. Um, look at Blue Oyster Cult. Blue Oyster Cult has all this great classic material that they've done, and they literally have had Albert sing songs, Joe sing songs, Eric sing songs, and Buck sing songs. Why not go in? get the original backing tracks and and mix that all up and have different guys sing all the, all these different songs and put that out as an album um and if you don't want to include joe and albert i mean you know i i think relations are good there again but if you don't want to include them in this mix i mean a a, a more conservative example is why don't you put out an album of the great classic Blue Oyster Cult songs that eric sung with buck singing them and that buck song with eric singing them um Again, the idea is we know we know Eric's voice is is getting a little fragile. I mean, these guys are getting up in years, but but God love him, he's on there on the new album. We've got Richie singing, so literally we've had five people singing for Blue Oyster Cult, because um, Richie's on the new album. But um, but there you go. Um, and again, I I, I want to go back and say a little bit of where this idea came from. So so a little bit of it was this: I want to leave behind something for for people, right? 
uh, for for my for my descendants or whatever. And and that's when I I thought you know okay there are there are these great guitarists who can write and who can play and and who can put that stuff down for use later, but. The vocalists have an even even more of a timestamp on what they're doing, so that's why Rob Halford should be doing this. And and the last reason I wanted to bring this up is that <laughs> I do remember once asking Ian Gillen, forgive me if I've said this in a past episode, but I but I said, you know what, you know, live, what, why aren't why aren't you guys doing Burn? You know, why aren't you guys doing Stormbringer? Right? Um, you know, why don't you just go out there and do this? You're a wacky guy. You have a sense of humor. Um, you know, but no, no, can't do that because he also has an ego. Right. There's also this this petty war between between the material. And and also he thinks of himself as a great artiste. And, oh, I can't sing those other lyrics. Uh, You know, that would be that would be uh, beneath me to sing someone else's lyrics. Right. Um, But I thought, you know, you're an entertainer. You want people to talk about the band. I mean, and and you're you're a creative person. I mean, you know, Deep Purple prides themselves on on basically creating art on stage, being improvisers or whatever. So so Ian would shoot back and say, no, man, when we do space trucking for the 400th time, it's a new thing in the world. Right. But you know what would be more of a new thing in the world, Ian? You sing in Stormbringer. Okay. There we go. Um, that's number two. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back with more crazy ideas from moi. All right, here we go. Back again on episode 73, Crazy Ideas. Um, so <laughs> so here's a fun thing I uh, I, I figured out. Uh, I, I knew how to do this before and I forgot about it and I thought, well, this would be kind of cool. So, I, so I, was, I was jogging around the other day listening to the ACDC flick of the Switch album because I was on a little ACDC kick. I went and did a banger review of the uh, of the new album. So that was that was really cool. Power up. Um, but, you know, I've often heard bands talk about, um, you know, bands who are who are smart and uh, ambitious and uh, judicious and uh, and put in the work. Um, and I do believe I've heard this about ACDC a few times, but I've definitely heard it from from other bands throughout the past. Who they are, um, I, I, I can't quite recall. But this idea of, here's a song, um, let's try it at a bunch of different speeds. Let's try it with different arrangements. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. But this is all about speeds. So I'm jogging around a flick of the switch the other day, and I thought, wow, this landslide song, this fast note dense song, what if what if they slowed this down to Hell's Bells epic speed and turned it into a crunching, crushing heavy metal classic? Um, so uh, yeah, I haven't even said let's play this yet. <laughs> uh, let let's actually play this song first, and and then we'll sh- we'll discuss a little more. So here's our third track, ACDC landslide. All right, so as I was saying, um, you can go onto YouTube. This is really cool. You can go onto YouTube, and right on the screen, there's the little cog. Uh, if you hover over it, it's the settings cog. Okay, so you go to settings. There's just a couple simple settings in there. One of them is playback speed, right? So it has like 1.75. 
You can try songs at different speeds. And I went in and did this with a bunch of songs and it was endless fun. I thought, I got to get some work done. This is crazy. But I wanted to like, you know, check myself and say, let's let's think about this and let's not waste time and just, you know, I've, I've had people say, oh, you play this real slow. It sounds like Sabbath or whatever, right? Um, no, um, I thought, let's let's think about songs you know using your knowledge ahead of time so you're not wasting time and you go in and play songs uh where it really does make a cool difference and you can think you know what they could have actually put this song out at this different speed and it would would it gives it a whole new feeling and a whole new vibe and it's kind of cool and everything about it still makes sense the other cool thing about this playback speed thing on youtube which is amazing is that it chops it up relatively well um, to to make to make this thing happen, and it's not changing the pitch, so it's not changing the the key, and the vocals aren't going down if you slow it down or up if you speed it up, and more and as importantly, it's not changing the drums to be turgid if you slow them down or squeaky high when you put them up. Everything stays the same. That's the really cool thing about this. So I want you to go check out landslide okay and then just to keep it really tight and disciplined check out rising power now that's a slow one and i want you to speed that one up and hear how cool it sounds you can turn that into like like a punky snot-nosed song from high voltage or dirty deeds by speeding it up i I can't remember if i did double speed or 1.5 or whatever and there's a couple other slow ones on there um guns for hire i think i sped up there's another slow one what the heck was it anyways i i did it with a few there and i also did it with um i also did it with judas priest hellbent for leather judas priest freewheel burning and uh screaming for vengeance and painkiller so i took uh, a bunch of fast ones and i slowed them down and some of them sounded pretty amazing painkiller was cool i mean painkiller starts to sound like sabbath or dissident aggressor or something like that um when you slow it down and you and you basically have this um there i am with the damn basically right um uh you 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 can turn it into an epic cool slow song um, so that's what I, that's what I loved about this, about this example. And, you know, if, again, if you wanted to be disciplined about it, uh, you could just do this with ACDC. You could just take, take a bunch of their slow ones and speed them up. You can take a bunch of their fast ones and slow them down and see which ones work. I mean, normally, um, normally, uh, if you take a fast one and slow it down, you want it to be one of the note dense ones with a lot of notes in it. Um, so that's why I thought, as I was jogging around Toronto the other day, landslide would be a cool one to try this way. Um, but yeah, it's so easy to do. Just go on YouTube and and do that. And uh, remember, uh, when you leave YouTube, you change it back to normal because when you open YouTube the next time, it's still going to be on on the slow speed or the fast speed or whatever. But yeah, I'm part of this little email group and. Um, and guys brought up, uh, you know, the funny times in the past, and I did this as a kid too, where you would take a, a seven inch thirty three, uh, or seven inch forty five, and not realize that they, you know, they cut it at thirty three or forty, or a ten inch, or I mean, a twelve inch that could be thirty three or forty five, and and you and you basically put your basically again put put your turntable on the wrong speed, and people have have mentioned on this on our little email group that they didn't even notice for quite a while that it was the wrong speed, and then Bob May. Buddy of mine, a really smart guy. I I don't think I'll get this description right, but he uh, just wrote us a really cool thing saying how too late, too late. I think this is how it works. He figured out that too late, too late 
Uh, yeah, because he was in a tribute band playing some Motorhead. He figured out the Too Late, Too Late. He couldn't figure out what key it was in or whatever. And then, then he eventually found out that uh, when you speed it up, you can bring it back into A440. So what he figured out was that there's that one and one other one. It might have been Capricorn he was talking about. That the the producer, Jimmy Miller, I think it was at this point, kind of lazy, you know, he's dead now, the Rolling Stones guy. Uh, I have a lot of, you know, the Motorhead guys telling me over the years how, you know, his heroin addiction caused him to fall asleep and disappear. And so, you know, there's a bit of laziness in here. And Eddie told me something about his solos, uh, you know the recording being too loud or whatever and and so there was some some laziness it seemed in, in some of the things he did but but it sounds like what he actually did here in these two cases was he he just turned turned everything down slow and that's why the drums sound more turgid and everything like he he did it the you know the not great way but Bob Mayo essentially figured out that um that the recordings we've had for all these years of too late too late and I believe it was Capricorn are just Motorhead turned down slow because they're in the wrong they're in the wrong key. They aren't tuned to A440 and everything else, everything else uh, he says on that record or those records or whatever he was talking about are are tuned properly and these ones aren't and and you can tell there there's because I remember when Too Late Too Late came out um, as a B side I thought this is a really cool heavy Motorhead song I'm not sure why it is heavy but I think we now know why it is heavy. Anyways, that was his explanation. Okay, so moving on, um, number four here on History in Five Songs, episode 73, Crazy Ideas. Take a listen to this. This is Quiet Riot with Guilty Pleasures. So the idea here, the crazy idea, this is the mad scientist music geek thing um, where I kind of have mentioned this to people before. I said, wouldn't it be cool if we could hear a perfect, perfect, perfect rendition of the Led Zeppelin album we didn't get in 1978 or the Led Zeppelin album we didn't get in 1974? Get someone who can sing Robert Plant perfectly and if... A great fan like someone like Dave Lewis can't can't even distinguish that it's not Robert Plant, or say he can, then get on the computer, Robert Berry or Sean Kelly or somebody who's this this great studio genius, Roger Manning Jr., uh, some or some great great producer who's an engineer slash producer, get on the computer, Andy Sneap, um, and make it sound like Robert Plant so Dave Lewis can't tell the difference. Make it sound like Robert Plant in August of 74 as opposed to Robert Plant in April of 74. Just like the way they used to assess Beatles autographs and, and you know, the top Beatles autograph experts can tell month to month, year to year, the, the signatures. Make that vocal a signature that can fool Dave Lewis or, or Robert Godwin, buddy of mine, down the street, another great Led Zeppelin uh, expert, right? Um, but, you know, get someone like... Uh, 
uh, Akio Sakurai, Mr. Jimmy from Japan, on the case. Some so these people, there's these tribute bands. Uh, he's he's obviously you know one of the greatest. He does a, does this amazing amazing Jimmy Page. You can go see him on YouTube. But there are other Led Zeppelin tribute bands as well who know all the gear inside out. Look at Rick Beato when he talks about Led Zeppelin gear, right? So get the gear from the summer of 1974 that Led Zeppelin would use and make the perfect, perfect, perfect Led Zeppelin album. And just and and this is just this is just like a fun mind game experiment and saying, look, here, I know it's not the Led Zeppelin album from 1974, but damn it if the greatest Led Zeppelin ep- experts wouldn't think it was. Now the reason I played you Quiet Riot Guilty Pleasures is because I always thought this sounded like Led Zeppelin from 1978 in terms of the drum sound and the riff. Not so much the guitar sound and obviously not the vocal, but there are certain bands that alit on on Led Zeppelin-ness from time to time. We all know the Led Zeppelin clones out there, but I'm not even saying they were the best at it because they weren't trying to do what I'm trying to say here, this crazy idea, right? But um, I would love to see the greatest sonic oral scientists in the world get together and make lost albums by classic bands perfectly. The lyrics, the vocals, uh, you know, thinking outside of the box with the songwriting It's and, and not just do something that's so obvious that it's like, oh, well, this is, you know, Led Zeppelin would do this, they would do this, they would do this. But but experiments as well, like, like Dear Maker or whatever, right? Uh, you know, weird things that Led Zeppelin would do along the times and you'd have a couple of weird things on there. Maybe you'd have a bluesy song and you'd have a metal song and you'd have, uh, you, you know, you'd have something with, with some really cool John Paul Jones keyboards. But then you don't want to check all the boxes because that would even be too obvious. So there you go. The the massive, massive challenge. You know, um, the band Tiles from Detroit, Chris Heron, does a great sort of later period rush and even more so taking that a step further you can go on youtube and see a band called why why not um they do an amazing amazing late 80s 90s version of rush and they're a rush tribute band but they also have all these originals now they have a female vocalist so at the vocal end they're not trying to be getty at all um but the rest of the band just totally sounds like rush songs from those albums so so there are people doing this i've i've had other examples throughout the years i think of of dukes of stratosphere the xdc sideband making perfect perfect psychedelic albums from the late 60s but um they aren't trying to be any one band but there is utopia who did deface the music which basically sounds like them making a beatles album so this has been done out there in the world i'm just saying here's the challenge to you guys um you you great sonic geniuses out there go make me the led zeppelin album from 1974 all right our last one here on crazy ideas this is uh, this is a little more confusing and not as cool and not as defined. Um, but take a listen to this first of all. This is Morgana Le Fay with a cover of Abba's Voulez-vous. Yeah. All right, so what you have there 
is a song completely transformed into a heavy metal song. Obviously, this is mostly a heavy metal show, and uh, you know I like heavy metal, and we're talking about heavy metal, so I'll keep it to that. But why don't we have... We've already had, throughout history, all sorts of bands doing cool things like this where they'll take a mellow song and make it totally heavy like a whole different arrangement but you can go the other way too you could take a heavy song and make it light or david lee roth can take van halen songs and make them uh you know bluegrass like he did on you know with on that album with those guys um you know that's that's pretty radical what he did there right uh that's that's close to one of these crazy ideas but you know I haven't seen bands really, I've seen bands do their own full cover albums, but I've never seen them take it so far as to say, what if I took one artist and I covered all their stuff and, and made it all heavier or a whole new arrangement. Um, and the, the ones that come to mind are, um, are people actually, I just want to mention, I had a note here that I had moved. See, this is why I'm confused about this. Um, go back to, go back to our fourth idea. Uh, someone like the musical box or, or there, these other great, great tribute bands are the bands that could make that lost Genesis album, for example. Okay. Getting back to this. So I've often thought again, jogging around Toronto, take an album like Robert Plant's Now and Zen, which is which is utterly, utterly devoid of heaviness. Uh, it's, it's keyboards and weird percussion and stuff. But as Paul Stanley often says, you know, you could strip these songs down, play them on an acoustic guitar. A song is a song. It could be turned into a heavy metal song. What if somebody like Tesla, you know, they come to mind because they did those reel-to-reel covers albums or whatever. But what if you found somebody or even like, like, I don't care, uh, you know, machine head. I mean, anybody. What if you took Robert Plant's Now and Zen and just made a heavy metal version of the entire album? Okay, so so that's that's a more radical step than saying I'm going to make a Robert Plant various songs album and make a heavy metal Robert Plant album. But what if you took someone's actual album and did that? The other idea that's similar to this is what if Robert Plant, now this is not a good example because he's notoriously, he's, he's a guy that doesn't want to ever look back. But what if someone took one of their old albums uh, that that was radically, weirdly different or whatever, say somebody made an industrial album like, Rob, you know, Rob Halford made the two album or Glenn Danzig has, a has you know, Danzig has some industrial, whatever, Wasp. Um, but what if you took one of your old albums and reimagined it as a heavy metal album? And another band that comes to mind is Rush. Um, you know, again, this is this is complicated by the tragic death of Neil Peart. But what if Rush went back and said, I would love to hear, thank you very much, a heavy metal version of Presto, a heavy metal version of Hold Your Fire. So you could have the band themselves go back and do this. Um, you know, I think of anything, anything like, you know, why this Robert Plant now and Zen came to mind. I think of anything that is, is radically not metal, like The Cure, like say, okay, the reason I thought of The Cure is you could take anything that is dark and quiet and you can and you can pick out like a heavy metal person can pick out songs of uh, across any genre, just like Morgana Le Fay did with Voulez Vu, and realize that hiding in that song, crouching in it somewhere, is a heavy metal song, screaming to get out, screaming for vengeance, right? So that's my idea there. Um, 
why why not why don't you take one of you, you know some classic weird old album and cover the whole damn album as your band and completely transform it because we all love when when people transform covers and they aren't just just normal and that's what I always liked about this voulez-vous it's an early version of of a, of a song that is turned like completely inside out and and it turned out that it was great for you know as soon as you hear those little Spanish Moroccan tones or whatever in a song you know that's that's what that's what twigged the guys that you could make this into a heavy metal song and they did and they added riffs that weren't there right um and you can do that across something like the Robert Plant Now and Zen album. I, I've often thought, you know, Sean Kelly's a buddy of mine. He's here in Toronto. I've often thought, I'm going to call him up. I can drum that album, I'm sure. Uh, call him up. I'd say, let's go in the studio and let's make a heavy metal version of Now and Zen. I mean, I, I these these are the weird ideas that, that come to me like this, right? All right, that's it. Uh, let's let's wrap up there. Um, if you liked this show and want to support future episodes, please go to Kofi rhymes with no fee um, and uh, and support me with a coffee or a pint. Um, and uh, again, on that front, this has been a regular thing, and I I thank you guys for doing this. I want to thank uh, Augustine Garcia de Paredes, Todd Bookman, Bruce Campbell, Adam Morris, Dave Fisher, Kevin Latham, Jason Leonard, Blaze Barshaw, and Jeremy French for supporting the show. Um, of course, you can go to martinpopoff.com for all your Christmas present book needs right now. I'm going to have the Van Halen coffee table book in shortly. Um, but I, I still have copies of The Blue Oyster Cult and The Thin Lizzy. I've got the complete Iron Maiden trilogy right now. I can supply the First Priest book. I've got the Merciful Fate book. I've even got my old Van Halen book back in print. Um, so there's lots of choices out there. I sign them and ship them out here. I will get them out within a day or two. Uh, there you go. Hope you enjoyed this episode i can see that it's at the slightly longer end because i have a passion for these weird entrepreneurial ideas that i would like to see um hope you dug this show i thought it was a pretty fun show talk to you next time find all of our shows notes social and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts all songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. <laughs> Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. <laughs> Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.